Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels episode 5-5. We're your hosts, I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week uh, we both get together and we listen to some great video game music and we talk about it. And we hope you like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny because as you were saying that, and it's worth putting on the air, um, my headphone jack wasn't actually connected. So I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, like, what's going on? Oh. He's trailing off. He's doing all kinds of crazy things. But well, now I'm jacked in. It sounds like you're back in now, right? Yeah, I am. All right. Actually, we're back in. We're back in the saddle. Sorry we're a little bit late. But we're here now. We're here. We're here to take care of you. Well, let's be honest here. Anybody that didn't happen to catch this week's show, it'll just kind of blend in. Or if you're like listening to shows past and trying to catch up, hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, we're on time. We're on time. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have uh, what have you been playing this week? I, I know you've been super, super busy, but you got to have something that like some kind of comfort game. I'm sure you're going back to. Oh yeah, though the sad part is I've been falling asleep while playing because I get to be tired. But it is Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse. Ah is the sort of alternate universe sequel to Shin Megami Tensei 4. So don't play it if you didn't play the first one, which you should play it because, geez, come on. And um, <laughs> aside from that, I think I'm just kind of stockpiling stuff. Like I bought Darkest Dungeon. Cool. And um, just waiting for that open window to say, no work, only play. And man, will I play. I understand. I understand that feeling you're in right now. Mm-hmm. It will pass, and then it'll be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> How about yourself, sir? Nope, not at all. Nothing. Street Fighter Five. That's it. Yeah, all the time. yeah. That's it. That's all I've been playing. I haven't played anything else now. If for the fans no. that have been listening for a while, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, ages like like on prior, prior, prior episodes before. All I was playing was Street Fighter Three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was like they waiting go. for the opportunity to play five. And now I'm playing five, so here I go. So who is your main? Cammy. Who's Cammy. your sub main? Uh, Ryu. Ah, so you're Cammy U. Cammy U. Um yeah, I had no idea that I would be so into Cammy, but it turns out my I, I've been trying to force myself to play more rushdown, more more aggressive. So uh Cammy, you really have to play aggressive because she has such low health. Such low health, and she's just real fast. And no projectiles. No projectiles. A lot. Of, a lot of characters don't have projectiles, but they they seem to have given every character kind of a way around that. And she's she's got a lot of options. She's got a lot of great wake up options. Good, good Okizime game. If you know what I mean. I sure do. We're talking origami. <laughs> We're talking paper cutouts. But it works. Yeah, I was thinking I would be into Karen. Uh, I haven't clicked with Karen. Uh, Urian just came out, and he can, he, he can bust out there, and he just, like, tears his clothes off, and he fights in his loincloth just like he always does. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I haven't. Well, I don't want to shell out the money for characters because I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, don't don't can't, don't draw yourself into the money the money cash grab that Capcom is quite notorious for. Yeah, it's kind of pissing me off. I could use the fight money that you earn in the game, but I've already used it on Ibuki, and I didn't like Ibuki. So you know, it's just you waste time to earn characters. But I still like the game. It's just the way it's being parceled out is really bugging me. Well, I guess as long as you're able to play with characters you do like, and you're not limited from playing against the characters who bought the characters that you don't want to buy. Yeah. I play a lot of characters that I haven't bought 
uh, specifically, oh my gosh, what's the dude's name? Alex. Alex is awesome. I get pummeled by Alex. I get pummeled by Balrog. I, Boxer just... He was a he was a purchased character. Yeah, he's like a wall for me. I I, I I know there's a good strategy against him. I haven't quite figured it out yet. So I just need more practice. Make him see red. Make him see red. Yeah. 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 I can't piss people off. I was I was doing that to somebody. Actually, we were watching while I was knocking somebody out. I'm like I know he's just he's just gonna block. He's just gonna block, and I just throw him. Choke through. <laughs> it's great when you can just just call out his next move which is funny because we're talking about these a bunch of different games and though i guess mine kind of has this the theme for the episode yes. has nothing to do with what we're no no play. not at all and, and usually that's the case right that is true that is true so pranel why don't you introduce today's topic today's topic how lost are you? Find <laughs> out with a map. Yes. Map themes. Map themes. Uh, world map themes. Map Maps are kind of like, almost like stage selects in a lot of games. Or maybe the game in it as a whole is if you have to plot movement for your troops. But not overworld. Not like, um, like a Final Fantasy where you move across it and still do things, right? I would still count that as world map, but I don't think either of us chose anything from that realm of game. No, I, th- I tried to stay away from that, but I chose some Famicom tracks that I might not know so much about, so I could be wrong, but they're great music nonetheless, and you're going to like it. Prove him wrong, children. <laughs> Prove <laughs> <This> is- him wrong. <laughs> this is an odd number episode, which means, my man, you're up. All right. In that case, then, what would be the first choice? Well... I don't want to go, you know, actually, none of, most of my tracks aren't very hard rush this time. So that'll be that'll be different for me. <laughs> um, let's start with a classic favorite, the game Ogre Battle. Nice, nice. March of the Black Queen for the Super Nintendo. And the track's title is Accretion Disc. Weird name. That's a strange, not, not excretion disc. Two C's. <laughs> excretion. Accretion. Excretion. A- accretion I think either pronunciation could work. I've never had to accrete I'm, I'm anything. I'm just trying to say it out loud just to try to figure out. <laughs> All right, let's get into the music.
Welcome back to the show. You are jamming out to this tune called Accretion, Accretion, whatever, disc <laughs> from the game Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen, written and composed by we have Masaharu Iwata, Hitoshi Sakamoto, and Hayato Matsuda. This is a, this sounds so much more than Super Nintendo hardware. This, this sounds amazing. Yeah, I think they definitely pushed the envelope for this track and all tracks in this game because I was actually about to say, I feel like even though there probably are better tracks in the game than this, to me, this is the iconic track that defines Ogre Battle for me. Like all the years I've started, stopped, and come back, this is the track that says, time, time to get serious. But uh, it's interesting too because the game came out, limited release, it didn't, I, I'm not, I guess it sold well, but they just didn't print a lot. And then they re-released it years later for the PS1 and gave that a limited print too. So oh. both versions, this is a rare case where both the re-release and the original are worth good money. Oh, wow. And, and rightfully deserved because it is a fantastic strategy role-playing game. And you spend the vast majority of your time watching characters kind of traverse a map. Because, you know, a normal strategy game, you kind of just step, step, step. Yeah, yeah. You actually tell a guy where to go, and they march in semi-real time. Oh. So music like this, where it's actually pumping, and you can kind of watch your guys slowly <laughs> trudge to their destination, and enemy guys trying to close in on them, it adds a little bit of, adds layers to this game, in the sense that most strategy role-playing games really just don't have. Well, the the composers on this on this soundtrack, they really have a, an amazing grasp for this kind of big, sweeping, symphonic like emotional music like Hitoshi Sakamoto and his work is just phenomenal and then I've never really explored this soundtrack which is I'm sure just a crime for most people but this is fantastic stuff actually I wouldn't be surprised if anything I feel like this is one of those oft not talked about but also underground well knownies because again it got such a limited release like think of the more of the big titles like the Chrono Triggers and yeah, the Mario yeah, RPGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone can get their hands on them, so they're accessible. This was not very accessible, unfortunately. There were a lot of interesting, like strategy games for the SNES. Like, um, what was that one with? There was like King Arthur. I don't even remember that oh, one. That was a weird one. Because to put it in perspective, this was actually the first game I tried to play next to possibly Dark Wizard that carried the strategy role-playing vibe. Okay, sorry, Military Madness, but that okay, was yeah, yeah, play yeah. any game that was on the Turbo Graphics. Oh, we played tracks from Military Madness, didn't we? Yeah, on yeah the, we had. The only, yeah, on one of the last episodes. Yeah, but like, this was, I mean, Military Madness I played because it was on Super Nintendo, I'm sorry, on Turbo Graphics, but I didn't get into it. Hmm. This game, I rented it from Blockbuster, and I sat there with the tarot cards and trying to figure junk out. Got my princess character, by the way, princess is the best class in the game. And, um... <laughs> But I just went to town with it. It was like I was obsessed with trying, and it kicked the living stuffing out of me. But I liked trying. Um, and then, of course, like I said, Dark Wizard came later, and then Final Fantasy Tactics, and that was all she wrote. I was playing strategy games like crazy at that point. So, uh, Well, let's stick with the strategy games, but we're going to go to a completely different system in our next track. We're going to listen to the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color, and this is the world map music for that game. Can I try to keep it on that? That high energy, happy vibe. Challenge is up then. Let's see how happy it is. All right, so let's play a card game on a Game Boy. Face down. Like that will be the first time we ever do that. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you're listening to the world map music from Pokemon Trading Card Game. Uh. <laughs> Who wrote the track? Let us know, son. How do? I got nothing to do. I got nothing to do. It's uh, Ichiro Shimakura for the Game Boy Color. Um, I, I never played this game, but I love I love the music associated associated with the the classic Game Boy Pokemon. It's just to me. I, I, the sound rubs me in that nostalgic kind of way, and I feel like the percussion that a lot of these really good Game Boy composers can do, it's just, it's so shuffly and so pleasant. Like, this is just so pleasant. It really is. Like, honestly, this hit me nostalgia-wise, too, because I know this track, but I didn't realize it was from this game at all, but it came back almost immediately, and uh, this game is actually how I learned how to really play this Pokemon trading card game because even though I had cards here and there, I didn't do anything with them. So when this came out, I was working at KB Toys at the time, got my oh, employee discount. This is the back in the day. Bay back in the day. <laughs> and I broke this thing out and I was telling them kids off like, you know about this card, man. Charizard ain't nothing. Get a blast toys and tell them how it is. <laughs> like, I was really into this game during my time playing the trading card game on the Game Boy Color because games like this make trading card games affordable. Because if you oh, buy the video yeah, game, what yeah, you do is totally. win matches and earn packs. Totally. Like, like that's why I never got into Magic. Like, I couldn't do it. I just, I could to me, like, the game looked so interesting. And I wanted to try it, but you could, the, the, the bar, like, you know, the, the gate, the gateway to get into it was so pricey. And then having the people to play with, it's usually not so pleasant. <laughs> it was just no offense against Magic the Gathering card players, because because nowadays we live in a utopia of amazing board game and card game. Like oh yeah, people, so there's good. Kickstarters, there's just indie games, there's European games, there's all sorts of kinds of games in the style of Magic that you can go and just buy a box and play that box. Yeah, like the, the whole um, all-in-one box um, constructible deck card game yeah. has become a big thing because of the guys who were big with into Magic yes. made this game called Ascension yes. and a bunch of other companies. Oh, Ascension, yeah. Actually, also from Fantasy Flight, uh, the game Netrunner Android, which is also like a two-player, like, but it's asymmetrical card battling type game but you buy it all in one box and it's like hacker against like hacker type thing and it's all it's great it's it's great that you can just do it that way but that's not pokemon this cool. is this song isn't just the world map this sounds like the theme the theme to friendship i don't know about friendship considering all the butt you're kicking while you play <laughs> this game ain't nobody coming back from that but, but anyway i picked the song because it's it sounds like it has lyrics yeah, I, think, I know. I know a certain guy that goes. He's not even listening to the show, but this guy for now, Aaron. He should listen to the show. He should listen to the show because he would totally throw down some sick lyrics to this. That'd That's what awesome. he does for live for almost for a living. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should have him on the show. We should have him. We should have him on the show, so we could sing songs and worry. It's not just me going Pokemon. <laughs> These aren't that much better. Though. Oh man. <laughs> well, I want to get back to the chorus because yeah, here we go. Do do do. So like, there's like a verse. There's not much of a chorus, but it's just a couple of verses. Like maybe you would sing this like on a walk, on a boardwalk. Oh, I love that little. No, 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 no. Let's watch me. I write some lyrics to this song, and then next time Here we record, comes. I'm like, I got it. Da, da, da. Oh. You were my friend. Yeah. 
that's a good thing to be. They're hanging out here playing the Pokemon game. Got cars on the table. Gonna smack you in the brain. Gonna win that match. Pony up the winners, you sucker. Gonna pick. I like how before we started recording, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a quick one because we gotta know. Just getting into it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Quick recordings aren't really doable when you're enjoying it. Yeah, not going to work out. how it goes. Well, let's keep going then. So what is your second track? Went for another oft-untalked-about game, and for good reason, because also got low press and low print. But maybe you've heard of it. It's on the PlayStation 1, and it goes by the name Brigandine, Legend of Forsena. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of this one. The track is, I don't even think it really has a name because it never really got an official soundtrack release, but it's just the map theme for the country Leona, Leonia. All right, let's check it out. to the Map of Leonia theme from the game Brigandine, Legend of Forsena, published by Atlas, written and composed by <laughs> Yumiko Mori, Atsushi Noguchi, and Yusuke Yada. Unlike a lot of the games that I make choices from, I don't have a whole lot of memories about this game, but this track and the battle theme for the same country, both of which are really nice mellow music tracks that fit the game yeah this is um really relaxed like really mellow mellow stuff like when i started playing i was like this is i feel good yeah i feel good listening to this and it's funny too because the game is it's war like it's fantasy (laughs) war so like i mean yeah like i remember like you be you can be controlling a pixie and it's fighting a rock golem and the size is rock golem (laughs) it wasn't a rock it was a rock golem (laughs) (laughs) but like it's it's such a good game but it's also very like i would say it's very complex from the stat management crowd okay yeah yeah. so like i remember when i get this came out this was during the age right around the time i started getting really obsessed with just buying every game i saw on the shelf yes so uh of course complication plus too many games equals i'll put you back till later and later never came 
Got to change that name. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, I mean, for what I did play of it, I liked the graphics for its era. It had a nice scale for the different types of monsters, of which there were a ton. And it was just good. A game that deserved a lot more love than it received. Yeah, I've never heard of this one. But, I mean, I, of course, I think around this time, this is PlayStation 1? Yeah, this came out. Huh. This came out before I went to college, even, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I think during this era, I was probably more into the shooters and the puzzles, puzzler-type games, less into this type of, like, strategy, RPG-type stuff. Well, there were a ton of shooters around that time. Oh, yeah, like my gosh, yeah. Oh, man, Einhander was great. That was mm. good stuff. See? It was out in force, so... Mm. Yeah, it. but I was, buying, I was buying up a lot of, like, the weird ones that were coming out, like Incredible Crisis... And people like, can say right. what they want, by the way. Speaking of Incredible Crisis <laughs> and Einhander, even. People can say what they want about this current age of, you know, uh, indie game releases and stuff on consoles. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, the golden age of gaming, hate me all you want, was the PlayStation 1 era. No, yeah. Possibly Saturn as well jumped in there. Oh, yeah. My my opinion on that is, like, there was, there was two things going on. One, one is... I felt like publishers or developers, they, they have there's there's more like more they were being more adventurous, right? Like I felt like they were they were taking more chances with their games. Second, it was like the late '90s, early 2000s. It was a different time. It was a time where we had disposable income. No, not not personally, but like worldwide. Oh, I see. It's a lot more felt world light. security wide. I'm trying not to say pre 9/11, but I'm gonna say pre 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah, like it was, it was a different time. It was like a kind of a kind of a you wouldn't have like a mainstream release of Incredible Crisis nowadays because unless like your main guy in Incredible Crisis was like this grizzled old man running through the streets of like post-apocalyptic Neo Tokyo. Oh, so you're talking about Blue Sky games, uh, something like that. Yeah, or, for those who aren't familiar with it, and I'm guessing you might not have heard of this. No, top I've never heard either. of that. I was just, I was just nodding. Saying, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I only learned about it from Mike back in like the late '90s, early 2000s. But Blue Sky Games is a concept where think of games like Mario Brothers or Sonic the Hedgehog uh, pre outside of like Scrap Brain Zone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the games where it's just like it's meant to be light and colorful. Katamari. Yeah, Katamari. Good example of that. Yes. And even if the game has a dark plot or something, I like just it. having color and yes. not these all yes, industrial yes, yes. grays. It's so strange. Like, as I got older, I want to I go back to that. I want, I want that again. Like, I want to play games that are blue sky. I like that. I, like I wouldn't that. say it's that strange at all. I mean, you really think about it. When you were a kid, it was first you were about being a kid, then early teens you really wanted to grow up. So anything that seemed to mature, uh, yeah. quote, then you got like the, uh, uh, the the emo super emo cloud from Final Fantasy VII. At our age, we're like, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, very <laughs> dark tones, yes. serious heroes saving the day, not right. adventurous fun adventure. And then shooters were becoming a big thing. So things like Quake, mm-hmm. stuff like that was getting very popular. So like, yeah. And, and now it, I'm like, not so much. Because now we're older and we've already lived the adult life. You want to go back to the time where it was just light and playful. Right. Now we're like retiring and I just want to go maybe, maybe slightly go back into the edgier stuff. But now... Now I, I have two weeks to live, the doctor said, and all I want to play is Mario Brothers. Okay, I just went too dark there, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. The cure for death will show up soon enough. Um, but <laughs> the cure is in the minus worlds. That is true. <laughs> so I go run in forever. Run infinitely. All right, I'm going to go away from this tangent, if you don't mind. Plums the depth, or depths the plum. Depths the plum. All right, I'm going to move on to a Famicom title. Uh, a Famicom, another, another uh, I guess world maps tend to 
be around the strategy RPG type stuff. So this is for the Famicom, um, Japanese only. This is Morio Senki Madara for the Famicom and Famicom. And this is main map to Madara for the Nintendo Famicom. So enjoy. This is Ma Da Ra, the main map theme 2 from the game Morio Senki Madara for the Famicom by Tabi Iwasawe, Miki Higashi. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Uh, Miki Higashino, Hirafumi Taniguchi, and Akihata. This is a Konami track, and it sounds. So, yeah, what's the, what's the word you use? Uh, Superfluous. Jamming. Uh, oh, this is very jamming. Jamming. It says, oh. I Actually, was curious about I Again, it's Japanese and Middle East. That's probably a large part of why, but I've never heard of this. So from the time you mentioned this to me, I started looking up into it a bit more. It's a modern day RPG, which is something I've always liked, but wish we got more of. Mm. And uh, the combat, for anyone who wants to look for it someday, it plays like how Lunars did, which, for us, you know, who've played Lunar, it was very unique and original when we got it at the time, but clearly, Konami was dabbling with that style of combat first, yeah. so it's interesting. It's very, it's an amazing sound. I mean, obviously, like, Konami, Konami soundtracks are some of the best. Yeah, like, this sounds like something from, like, best. Ultra Game, like something you would have heard in an Ultra Games title, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, Ultra was Konami, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah. was, like, their name. Somebody was telling me it was because, uh... Oh, well, there was a, yeah. There, so there's... They were only allowed to publish so many titles in the States. Um, so what they ended up doing was splitting up into another name, uh, Ultra Games, and, re and, and releasing titles, releasing games under a different name. So it was Konami and Ultra. So you would see uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo in the States was by Ultra, but it was really Konami. 
So it was like, turtles. It was like roller kinda, games. Kind of get around that, yeah. But like you, you listen to the music. I mean, the, the music is the big tell. I mean, because they have a specific, almost, almost a specific kind of sound to it. But this is some really well composed stuff. And the, the Famicom had a really um, interesting sound. It was. Just, kind of makes you think, so though, good. doesn't it? I mean, like, think back to your childhood when you played these games. Do you really... I mean, you may have known internally that this is what a Konami game would sound like, but <laughs> did you really know that Konami had a unique sound? I think... I think... There's a certain... I'm trying to think of it. There's a certain, like, sound effect, like in um, Contra. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, when you hit something that's metal, and it... And it, and it yeah, but like it, like it blocks it. You know what I mean? Like, like it hits like a like like you hit a, a boss and it hits like they're kind of like their their uh, their side of like the of like the wall or something. It and makes it has like a, a ping, ping, ping. and they reuse that in a lot of games. So you hear that sound? I'm like, that's Konami. Ah. But like nowadays, I can listen to it. I'm like, oh, this this sounds like it's composed by someone who worked for Konami. Like right here, he almost gets like he has like a little jazzy lick at the end where it goes da 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 and like the rest of it's so adventurous and sweeping. And then have that little jazz lick right at the end there is like, it's just, it's like saying, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, I like you too. <laughs> now, that's an interesting way to describe a tune. I'm just like dancing over here. You're like, hey, buddies. <laughs> you gotta have a conversation with your music. But I wonder what my music would say back to me. Well, more like I wonder what my next track would say back to me. <laughs> it depends on what you're listening to. I know you're listening to like, you're, you're in your car listening to shoegaze music. It's like, hey, buddy. I'm sad too. <laughs> hey, but stop looking at your shoes. But and it's tie. all right. It's all right. Stop just looking at your shoes and tie the bastards. <laughs> tie them up, man. <laughs> all right. What's your uh, your last track? All right. Time to change up my entire style for the episode. I gotta I gotta get back to my usuals here. So I'm gonna throw down some Advance Wars Days of Ruin. Mm. Um, it is the theme for the character named Tasha, and it goes by the title Goddess of Revenge. Great title. Great game. Oh, it's a fantastic game.
man, I hope you were prepared for that because if you weren't, I'm sorry for your ears. <laughs> I honestly was not. I heard this. I was like, oh, 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 oh. This is some like overworld music. You mosh too. Yes. Is the Goddess of Revenge, the theme for the character Tasha from the game Advance Wars Days of Ruin by Intelligent Systems, written and composed by... What we have um, is composed... So this game came out. This came... He came out... Uh, he did a bunch of Advance Wars games, actually. Oh, they did them all. That's yeah. their... That's their co- oh, so this came out in 2008. Um, he was Yoshito Hirano in 2008. 2011, he changed it. He was married and changed his name to... Yoshito Sekigawa. Oh. Um, but he worked on Advance Wars Dual Strike. Advance Wars Dual Strike. Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising. Pretty much every, well, the thing is, a lot of that's almost cheating on their part because with the normal games in the series, they basically reused themes when the returning COs came in and they only had to create music for the new COs that appeared in the game. Oh, Stands okay. for commanding okay. officers. So some of those, probably some of the tracks he composed for Advance Wars 2. And for Dual Strike, probably came back up again in Days of Ruin. Well, actually, quite the contrary. Oh. 1, 2, and um, Dual Strike were from the same universe of game, so that's what had the returning characters. But this particular game completely flipped the script on Advance Wars. And by that, I mean, if you've played an Advance Wars normal game, we're talking cartoony characters. The first main character doesn't know what an airport is. And you'll have an entire battle skirmish because somebody stole another character's cake. I mean, it's corny stuff like that. It's like playtime skirmishes. But Days of Ruin kind of ramped it up, even from Nintendo standards. And you can hear it from the music. Yeah, all the music is heavier. It's a darker environment. People actually die in the game. It's post-apocalyptic, basically the epitome, the absolute opposite of a blue sky game. (laughs) We were just talking about. But given the fact that it's a game about war, it actually made sense. It was about time they decided to say, you know, let's make this gritty. And um, it, it was a really good game. Yeah, I, I think, love it. I think it was Dual Strike was the only, only one. I, Dual Strike was DS, right? Yeah, we probably yeah. did a single cart link up for it. Yeah, actually, I played that on my own too for a while. I really, I really enjoy these types of games like this, like this, and um, even Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, nice. A little similar, but I have a hard time playing these long, long battles. You know, and like. I don't know. I, just, I feel like I'm not progressing quickly enough because I like the battles take so long. I mean, that is the game, right? It's just playing through the battles. Yeah, it's like it's like lengthy chess. Yeah, it's just it wasn't until like more recent systems where you can kind of put those games on pause and walk away for a couple days and come back to it. I know, but Dual State Advance Wars games, they, they were kind enough, at least they gave you suspend. Yes. So yes. even though you couldn't, like, say, save the game indefinitely, you could at least stop the game. Yeah, and come back to it. Yeah, so it was handy in that regard, but I still was that guy who was like, if I can get an S rank on a stage, it made me angry and I quit. God, the so. opening of this track is so heavy. So heavy. When you find some time, man, you want to listen to all these tracks. They're it's so such good. a good soundtrack. Oh man, I was hoping he, this uh, this composer had done had done more tracks, but I mean, all I saw mostly what I saw was Advanced Wars, so kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'd say double down a little bit. Maybe maybe he's involved in some of the other intelligence system games at least. Oh, they did like Fire Emblem. Maybe, yeah, maybe they weren't credited on what I was looking at. Yeah, it's possible. Hopefully, because otherwise, <laughs> like you said, this guy got cheated. All right, we're gonna stay dark. We are going into Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Uh, we haven't heard this since, like, first, our first, like, ten episodes. I think we did a Shin Megami. I welcome that transition, of course. We can go back. Uh, yeah, actually, we never did Persona. We had to do a Persona. We should do a Persona, yeah. But anyway, this is Nocturne. Some of my favorite uh, Megaten music is from Nocturne. 
This is the large map from the last area from Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne by Soji Maguro. map from the last area of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne for the PlayStation 2 by Shoji Maguro. This is an amazing song. Oh, it's fantastic. And this is going to be, a, this is proof to anybody who jumped on the Persona bandwagon and never, or correction, Persona 3 bandwagon and never left. Shoji Maguro can do tracks that aren't poppy <laughs> stuffs, whatever. And, uh, this was the first traditional Shimigami Tensei game to come to the United States, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you bringing this to my to our old house yeah. to show me this. And I was like, well, this is insane. They make games like this. Yes, it was glorious. I was waiting so long for one. To put it into perspective, aside from Persona, there were a couple of spinoffs that were coming out back in the day. I bought a Saturn anticipating one of the earlier games called Devil Summoner. Not Soul Hackers, just Devil Summoner. And the game just got dropped at the last minute. It didn't come to the States. I was, li- I was so livid. And then I got the game imported. Soul Hackers got imported from Japan and played a good half of the game in Japanese. You want to talk about fumbling? <laughs> oh, I fumbled. Um, but when this game came out and they got it, when they announced it and said it's coming to the States, I damn near blew a corner. It was, I was excited. <laughs> and as you know, I got obsessed and I played it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But funny thing. I never heard this track of the game. Oh, really? Yep, because... Did you never make it this far? Yes and no. Oh. There was a the side... The truth dungeon. comes out. Oh, the, oh, there's a truth. And it's a brutal truth. Spill it. The, <laughs> the release that we got in the States 
had an expansion added onto it that Japan got called the Maniacs Edition. Ours was just Nocturne, though, by name, but it had all the bonus goods. One such bonus goods was an alternate final dungeon called the Labyrinth of Amala. And you basically go down, the whole gimmick is you also be ultimately going down to beat the King of Hell and become the King of Hell yourself. Naturally. And I spent so much time in that place and being lost, that uh, pretty much is where I ended the game. I never even bothered to go for the normal ending of the game, which yeah. is where this plays it. Oh, this is this is cool. This this I felt like this really complemented your last track, where it had like that kind of, this part right here. Oh, it's good. Except it was a lot faster in the track you picked for Advance Wars. Oh, this is a great track, man. But it's like it's like in between like the heavy guitar and that kind of kind of like dark jazz, I guess you would call it like a dark jazz vibe you would get from the Shimigami like Tensei games. I feel like past the Super Nintendo even some of the Super Nintendo tracks from Shimigami Tensei have like kind of a very dark vibe but like a very dark jazzy kind of vibe yeah because they're still urban modern hip yeah yeah which is really like i think is just really really cool but yeah. i love that the drum beat on this one is i feel like a lot of the the tracks on the shimigami tensei series in the, in the playstation and the playstation 2 era have like a lot of washed out reverb like it echoes around the drums but this is like just like a heavy rock beat oh, and there's, there's there's horns and there's uh uh the violins are just so cool. I still deep down feel like they experimented a bit with the track, the soundtrack for this game. Cause there was a couple tracks where it's like, like not quite metal growling, yeah. but like weird talking it, and it, noises. It is all over. There's like 60 some tracks on this soundtrack. It's amazing. But let's bring this down. It's good. It's good. That's a good spot in the song to bring it down. All the way down. Boom. Pernell, it's time. Do you know what time it is? Spaghetti time? It's time for the bonus round. Bonus round! <laughs> did, did, did. Love that. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. Today's theme is World Maps. Purnell, your track. Well, <laughs> you probably noticed earlier on I picked an Advance Wars track that was not a specific track. Mm. Yeah. Well... I, I did notice, yes. You did notice. You didn't notice. <laughs> I, did, I didn't notice at all. <laughs> well, there's a I reason for that. And yeah. it's because my remix is a remix as of what I feel is the iconic Advance Wars character theme. Ah. That being the character Andy, the man with the giant wrench. I was wondering where Andy came from. <laughs> Andy. But basically, I, came, I was looking for my usual Rocky style, and I came across this guy. And I could not reject this track. Yes. So I have to go with it. Right. I had no choice. So without further ado, here's a remix to Andy's theme written by a guy that goes by the name simply Michael Williams.
Dude. Dude. That was awesome. Wasn't it? That's one of my favorite tracks we played on this show, I swear. I found that, <laughs> that track, so good. and at first I was like, originally I was like, I think I like the original version better. But then I just kept going back, because I, like, I want to hear this again, and again, <laughs> and again. And I was like, yeah, I can't deny the awesomeness that is this amazing tune. This guy deserves some kudos. Oh, man. That was, that was awesome. So that was Michael Williams, M-Y-K-A-L Williams. You, found him on, you can find him on SoundCloud really easily, soundcloud.com slash Michael Williams. He may be the only Michael with that spelling. So <laughs> all I want to say is Michael Winslow. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, we have a track from an artist named Katsuhiro Hayate. Uh, this is the World 8 music, uh, World 8 map music from Super Mario Brothers 3, and it's called In Too Deep. Ooh, dark. <laughs> Thank you. 
Too Deep, uh, Mario Brothers 3, World 8 Remix by Katsuhiro Hayate. You can find him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Katsuhiro Hayate. That was good. That was good. That's a good. Yeah, he's got that a lot of... real good. He's got real good. He's got a lot of really awesome... Really awesome, like, glitch hop, hip hoppy rap, like, remixes of these older tracks. Like, he's got, like, Double Dragon in there. That's some really, really interesting stuff. So and he's got a lot of it. So check it out. And I'd say almost all of it is just free to download. So download it and have fun with it. Well, I like it. Yes. Really, really good. Really good stuff. I, I can't believe I haven't run into this guy until today. So because I have a large collection of remixes now from doing this show. Right. Did, we do an ep- did we do an episode yet where it was nothing but remixes? Episode five. Might be time to revisit that pretty I soon. Think, I think pretty soon. Got to yeah. clean the pool. Get some uh, get some friends over and just do all remixes. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Don sounds like a deal yeah, to me. The all bonus round. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oops, all bonus round. <laughs> That's got to be the cover. <laughs> That's got to be the cover. <laughs> <laughs> like just throwing like CD covers up everywhere. Uh, what the heck is this? Uh, so more for, <laughs> for more information on artists on the bonus round part of the show, check out rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their SoundClouds, Facebooks, and uh, maybe even Twitter profiles. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, World... <laughs> world... Uh, episode 5-5 Maps World Maps Map Map Music Map Selection Overworld Map I just think it's funny we, it's, maps. we said maps as like a mutual thing where it was like we're gonna do maps alright map these maps. and we did it <laughs> we both came at it with completely different thoughts on what we meant by maps that and happens a lot still works. <laughs> that happens so much that's what's part of the fun I was like I thought maps were you know looking down on a paper <laughs> or something like, like nah man maps are you know when you when you run around a house looking for treasure chests and all, I mean, there's all sorts of maps like some maps um some maps don't even do anything like this this what we're going out to is from gimmick called no limit or no limits and it shows you the map of the world of like all the world stages but you don't actually choose it it just it just shows you it and then goes to the next stage ah oh, kind of like how adventure island used to do it was like yes. do 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 yeah, actually i almost chose from adventure island on this on this episode well it's got a great map theme though, yeah so let's yeah. get soundtrack um yeah so thank you for joining this has been a great time um if you'd like to contact us with um any Maybe, maybe if we gave you some misinformation, or maybe you have an idea for another show, send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for more information on the show and for a full track listing, go to our website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And if you want to also contact us in other ways or, or get more information maybe about the next week's episode or just, you know, have some discussion with some other listeners, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and even Instagram. At Rhythm and Pixels, um, and, all one word. And we can definitely vouch for the fact that if you hit up on the Facebook, 
the, oh, the conversation will ensue. Definitely. I mean, we keep track of everything else, too. And I post dumb stuff on the Instagram all the time. But <laughs> but Facebook, there seems to be a lot more uh, community going on, a lot more talking. So, yeah, check us out there. And, you know, again, if you have any ideas for um, extra shows or if you have ideas for other remixes, if you do if you do remixes or covers yourself, if you're in a band or if you do everything yourself or if you're in a band <laughs> or if you're in a band of stuff, whatever, or if you're in a rubber band, if you produce for a band, I don't know. Anyway, if, if, if you know great artists, send them our way. We'd love to showcase them on our show. And speaking of which, though... Eh, it's, it's no word. This I can still say. We had one guy who sent it in to us, uh, and quite frankly, it was like, like I'm trying to remember, like retro shred, retro shred, yes. And uh, it was like, hey, check out our stuff out, and check us out. Maybe come across something for the episode. And, I, and to be perfectly blunt, I told Rob when I got here, I was like, I'm ready. I'm saving it for a specific episode, All right. but the track is selected because that was it was a retro shred, retro shred, retro shred. If you're listening. You're coming up. Your time will come. Oh, and it will be glorious because, man, you you rock out. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. We are, we are, the two of us are Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. Thank you for listening. And hey, the world map is an ever-sprawling vessel filled with tons of places to go and see and check out. Let's be honest, we spent way too much time kind of cooped up in our little comfort zones, whether it's due to monetary reasons or not monetary reasons. But whether it's expensive or on the cheap, adventure and new exploration is out there for you. Take the time to go and take embark on it because you will not be disappointed. I can promise you that. Heck, I need to take my own advice on that. <laughs> but hey, go for it. <laughs>